everyone. Welcome to episode 303 of Dress for the Podcast You Want. I'm David Andrew Laws. Uh, it's been, ooh, such a busy time. A busy old time in the old world. So um, I don't have a proper one sheet for Madeline, who is our guest this week. I'm just going to read her bio straight off her website. And if any of you got a problem with that, uh, come, come get come get them. Come get them. All right, here we go. Madeline was raised in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, where she grew to love stories and art from a young age. And then it says in parentheses, she once tried as a toddler to eat the colors in her watercolor set because they looked so delicious. She stands by that idea today. Close parentheses. In December of 2017, she graduated from Emerson College, where she earned her BFA in theater and performance. She currently resides in New York City, where she enjoys art museums, people watching, laughing, and making endless to-do lists in her notebook. She plans to do a lot of things. I can also tell you from personal experience, Madeline is a, a member of our resident acting company in Hamilton Dead, and she's currently playing Cressida in our production of Trolls and Cressida, which you should come see in December. No, not December. September. Don't come in December. We won't, we won't be there. But do come in September. And she's just, she's a total delight. So if you don't enjoy this episode, then you have, I, have, uh, uh, I hate to break it to you, you got, you got Grinch disease. So enjoy. Now it started. Oh. You don't have to be quiet. It started. It's all begun. Cool. Um, yep. Oh, this is the this is the this is the this is how it starts. Col- we call this a cold open. Yeah. In the biz. Super scripted. Burr. Ready to go. B- yes, and. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. <I'm> <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. I'm David Andrew Laws. Welcome to Dress for the Podcast. You want? Uh, Megan's not here again because we're recording three episodes on today. Um, so also if these podcasts, if these episodes all sound the same, then, uh, maybe that's good. Maybe that's bad. I don't know. But my guest today is Madeline Egan Addis. Did I say all those right? Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Three for three. Madeline Egan Addis. Mm -hmm. What's Egan? Egan is my mom's quote unquote maiden name. Quote unquote. Well, it's just dumb terminology when you think about it. To be a maiden. She did have it when she was a maiden. A maiden. Once, um, but now it's her last name. I've never thought about that before. Yeah, um, but I guess that is why it is called that. Mm -hmm. I like gross. I like surname. Yes, it is her surname now. Her original surname and surname now. Her nay name. Exactly. Nay a Egan. Yes. Yeah. And now returned back to Egan. Yeah. So it was my mom's original surname and is my middle name. And there's a cool story about it, but... Do you want to tell it to us? Yeah, kind of, yes. Tell it. I like Um, a cool story. Well, so basically, uh, Egan um, is a very Irish-sounding name. And I've had a lot of real Irish people be like, oh, you're an Egan. Like, where does the Egan come from? But actually, um, it comes from, on my mom's side of the family, my grandfather's mother... uh, was a single mom uh-huh. in the 30s, un, early un, 30s. Un, unwed? Unwed and Irish Catholic, which, oh, whoa. Taboo. Um, but she was also like a super badass and she worked at Ellis Island. She was cool. like an officer, I think like an, uh, kind of an immigration officer, but I don't know exactly what it was. Basically, she had my grandfather um, without a husband Mm -hmm. which was not an okay thing to do at the time and there was like this whole thing where she went on this cruise and she came back and she had she was pregnant and she had this baby (laughs) i know which was not a thing that happened um 
but she obviously kept the baby. He was my grandfather, and she gave him the last name Egan because it sounds very Irish. But it was not her last name. No, it oh. was a name that she. Chose. Oh, it was the name of it was the, it was the 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 fake dad. Yeah, name. it was in theory the name of the man who was the father of my grandfather. But it could who, have been a mermaid. Like. Literally, could have been a mermaid, could have been uh, a, a could have been Jesus, could have been actual Jesus Christ, yeah, which would or be I guess great Jesus for the Catholicism. Jesus didn't do the conception, he was the conception, oh, yeah. so could have well, been God. But he was there, was like the little thing that flew through a window, was there? I think, are you Catholic? No, but I have been, <laughs> <laughs> no. I've been to enough church and seen enough. Paintings. Oh, you were raised Catholic. Well, no, I was I was raised by two parents. Well, my mom was raised Catholic and then was like, mm-mm. mm-mm. Um, and, but I have like absorbed some of the dregs. Anyway, the name Egan came from that person who didn't exist. Yeah, I love it. Um, who for a while we all, or not we all, I was very much not alive yet. Um, everyone thought existed. And then when my great grandmother passed, she left a letter <gasps> saying that he wasn't. Real. And so now there are How so mysterious. many vegans. There are so many of us. Like there my mom has seven siblings and everyone's multiplied Whoa. and everyone has the name. And I do too. And you do too. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, it's it's like a cool story of a badass woman, I think. That at the time was she felt was shameful, but I think is really cool. There's also a picture of you on your website having just eaten watercolor paints. There is. So like <laughs> There's a lot of there's 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 a lot there's a um, a very storied character Madeline Egan Mattis. Yes, I eat paint. You don't still eat paint. mm -hmm, Haven't in a long time. Okay, haven't since the picture was taken when I was two. But you have eaten paint. Yeah. I mean, who hasn't had a little taste of play doh in their life? Let's let's. Yeah, it's too salty. So they make it salty on purpose. Do they? Mm -hmm. Interesting. They also just changed the recipe of Butterfinger, and I don't like it. What? They just changed the recipe, and it's on the packaging. They say, new recipe, you're going to like it. And I said, okay. Who says? I haven't had a Butterfinger in a while. I'm going to try this. Don't like it. What do they do? It's too, the ratio's off. Of like And I don't even know which one, of chocolate to peanut butter, right? And that's the Reese's question is like, which which do you like more? Or the Oreo question, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Hey, which Oreo part do you like better? You monster. <laughs> oh, the cookie. The cookie? Yeah. What a monster. Okay. And I knew that's that that's knew. what it yeah. was going to be said. And I knew you were going to be a like cookie person. Do you like the cream Yes, of course I do. The cookie's so dry. But what would the cream be without the cookie? It would be like ice cream or cookie or like cake top icing. I couldn't remember the word. Icing. <laughs> Ganache. <laughs> it would be a jambalaya. A sweet jambalaya. What's that? Mm, I don't know, but okay. it sounds good. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Basically, this all boils down to it's, uh, the bullshit part's done. Yeah. And now we got to start the real part of the podcast, mm-hmm. which is I got to ask you a very important question. Madeline. Yes. Do you consider yourself a successful person? I think yes and no. Okay. And. Hot take. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really concrete take. <laughs> I think that. Success is something that for me is constantly evolving, what I think it is. And I think that there are different ways to define success, but I think that like uh, they all feed into one. 
basically I'm working on what I think and Great. working towards what I what I think it is for me. Because that was my next question was what do you yeah. th- what how do you define success? Well, I think that there's like a professional success, yes, which is easily determined by credits and accolades and you know whatever profession you're in if it's a job or a promotion or a salary and then personal success mm-hmm. um is it interpersonal or intrapersonal like also like your interactions with other people and your interactions with yourself and your interactions and that was the third circle which we which Allison and I just on the podcast we've really? always talked about professional and personal success mm-hmm. and then I'm realizing now that there is, is also like how how you doing with you? Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about all three of those things okay. on this podcast. Done with the goal of getting to know Madeline Eganatis, and by extension, getting to know how to be more like ourselves. I'm trying to think of why the podcast. Why the what? Why the pod? Why the podcast was my was my that's that's what I was. <laughs> <laughs> I was why? like, why am I doing this podcast? Oh, I just yeah. had a moment of, I had a moment of <laughs> reckoning. Ennui, um, <laughs> reckoning. And I reckon that I do this podcast for the people. Um, yeah. So yes and no. Yeah. In which ways are you successful? Um, I think that I am working towards a life where I understand myself and care for myself Mm -hmm. and how I operate. Um, And I think that the better I am successful at doing that, the better I can be with other people and the people that I care about in my life. And I think that that kind of success, the happiness in your life life, is absolutely necessary to any kind of feeling of real genuine i don't know if it's like contentment success fulfillment from fulfillment's an interesting word from a professional context because professionally you are a theater person Mm -hmm. you are an actor Mm -hmm. you also work with children's Mm -hmm. your website says actor theater maker existence enthusiast yes what's that mean that means that i like being alive right (laughs) um and I find a lot of joy in um, being alive and (laughs) experiencing like the small things that make it good. Um, Are you an optimist? Are you a morning person? Like, no. Oh. And I also think that I'm more of a a realist than an optimist. But I think that I le- I'm an optim leaning towards optimism. Great, you have optimistic tendencies. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I think yes and no because I like know in my head that that's how I want to approach success. But then, of course, I f- fall into holes of like, but I want this thing, mm-hmm. or um, but I'm having so much trouble dealing with myself today, or I like, don't know how to handle this relationship, or I, I fall into pitfalls that kind of gum up the works of my grand plan of full self-actualization. What are your wants? Um, In all three circles. Let's do professional first. What do you want to be when you grow up? Um, um, When I grow up, I want to make my life as um, an actor, creator, people, teacher, 
um, community builder mm. person. And so, um, what's the layman of that, right? Like, is yeah. it is it the 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 classic apex of apex of of Broadway? Is it the uh, having something that is your own? Mm-hmm. Is it what is it? Um, I don't think that it's uh, I like a classic apex. I think it's um feeling a part of an artistic community mm. and several art- or whatever like an and in an artistic world um i think it's feeding the little art spark in me that's like yes i want to do this <laughs> um i don't it's hard to say it in layperson's terms because i still haven't quite figured it out in my own brain. Sure. I just know that those are the things that pull me. Mm-hmm. And I feel much more comfortable moving towards those feelings than desperately grasping at some one achievement. Great. Yeah. And how has that how's that been? Because you you're from Philly. Yeah. And you've been in New York for I moved May of 2018, so last year. So I've been here for a year and a couple of months. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations! Mm-hmm. Thank first you. First year, first year is the Check. firstest. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's the most the first. It's the most first of any year. Mm-hmm. And how are you finding it? I am liking it a lot better than I was afraid that maybe I wouldn't. Sure. Um, uh, I moved here in. Uh, two days after I walked across the stage at my college's graduation, nice. I kind of pieced out um, before my last semester, left school early, oh. traveled a little bit um, and studied overseas. And then I was on the tube in London <laughs> and was As like, they call it. Hmm, I'm ready for this to be the subway in New York. I want to move to New York mm. when I get back to the U.S. So I got back. Um, I had a week to find a sublet and then I graduated college. And then two days later, I put all my stuff into a bunch of bags and got on a bus and went to the sublet. Nice. And it's been years since. Um, and I have been enjoying entering year, just beginnings of year two. Yeah. Um, because it reminds me of something that someone once, a friend of mine once said to me uh, about like going into a second year of something that you're excited about, but it's that a lot of the like sparkly, like, Oh my God stuff goes away, but it's replaced with something better. Um, and I found that the thing that has been replaced, that's replaced the, some of the sparkliness has been the people that I found in the past year. Mm. Um, and that's been really the greatest gift. Who are, who Who are they? Um, Roommates, best friends, romantic partners. Have my my roommates that I'm living with now. I'm moving soon. Oh, that's Um, right. I was gonna ask where you live, and I remembered you live very near. Very so close. But you're moving to. I'm moving to bleep bleep. bleep. (laughs) I'm moving to here's my Uh, address. 159th Street. (laughs) So like uh, just a a bit further south. Nice. Um, I have my roommates. I a lot of amazing people from that I know from college are here. Um, but I've also started to discover the magic of friends of friends. Friends of friends. Yeah. So when your friends have friends who you think are cool, and then you spend time with them, and then you steal them, oh. and then you keep all of the friends for yourself. Um, what's 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 Greg Pragel want? Speaking of friends, Greg, Greg Pragel's calling me. Hold on. You know what? No, this answer. never happens. I'm going to answer it. Hello. Hello. 
Um, I just want uh, to ask you a question, and I want to confirm something with you. Okay. <laughs> uh, confirm, I think I'm going to do confirming first. Okay. Who's there? Who's that? You're on the podcast. <laughs> oh, hello. Hello, podcast. Me to call back later? Um, yeah, can I call you back in like half an hour? Of course. Of they, course. I don't want to remind the listeners how much more podcast there is, but uh, <laughs> that's when I'll be done. Okay, that sounds good. All right, bye, bud. All right, bye. I wonder what he wants wow, to confirm. Same. I'm so curious. Probably punching people. Probably. He's our fight director for Troilus and Cressida. And Madeline's in Troilus and Cressida. Mm-hmm. I've probably already talked about it. I'll have done a little thing where I've said, oh, Madeline okay. Eganatis is a New York City-based actor who uh, does this and this mm. and is really great. That's my voice. Um, but you're our Cressida. Yeah. How's that? I love her. Yeah? Um, someone said, I can't remember, someone in rehearsal yesterday was like, Madeline's, the quality of Madeline's voice is so <laughs> cool. <laughs> Thanks. Do you get that a lot? I do. Oh. I I started getting it in like uh, high school when I guess I went through puberty and my <laughs> voice changed. Um, and then I also like love voice, actor voice mm. stuff. So I like to massage it and do things with it. But I found in my life that the best part of my voice is that I'm really good at getting kids to fall asleep <gasps> by reading to them. Oh. Like kind of in like a witchy Mary Poppins You want a way. job? Cause I, man, my parents, Yo. my parents used to read me, uh, the, the Chronicles of Narnia <gasps> put me right out. Yep. I would love for you to read some of that. That kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> good night. I'm just, that's what I mean. Something Not, like that. Yeah. Or like something like Dr. Seuss with a nice meter mm. and they're just, out cold. I this happened literally last night. I w- I was with a three and a five year old who were jumping all over the place, and then luckily one of them like bumped her arm, and so I said, "Luck, not luckily, she got hurt." And I was oh, like, no. "Okay, well, I know what will make it better. I'll read you a book." And they were like, and then I sat them down, and then they were like, "What did you read them?" I read them the Doctor Seuss book that's about the. Oh my God! It's there's like a wall, and the people on one side eat their toast with the butter side up, and the <gasps> other with the butter side down. Do you know that one? I don't. It's about um, people being biased against each other for stupid reasons. That's a, all. That's what all of Doctor Seuss is about. Yeah, because there's was... the one where the people have one dot or two dots on the sneeches. Yes, yes. the butter like battle sneeches, book. Except it's all about literally war and a wall, and it ends with nothing happening oh like the end is like what's gonna happen end of book the yukes and zooks live on opposite sides of a long curving wall Mm -hmm. the narrator of the story is a yuke child whose grandfather takes him to the wall explaining he's a retired soldier this is like this is like a lot of times dr seuss stuff is veiled uh uh metaphors this This one like is the veil is made out of (laughs) nothing it's it's made out of a cobweb it's (laughs) it's I have never read it before. The Ukes create a gun called the Kickapoo There's Kid. so many guns. <laughs> there's guns. There's like a war machine. There's a war band. And then it ends with a bomb. And they both make a bomb. <gasps> and they're going to drop it on each other. And it's like, what's going to happen? Well, who's going to drop it? Will you or will he? To which Grandpa replies, be patient. We'll, we'll see. We will see. That's the end of the book. Oh, my God. And I said to the three and the five-year-old, what do you think that means? And they were like, what? <laughs> I don't think I'm a child. <laughs> yeah. I have no reason yet. Exactly. You're Googling you is funny. Oh no. It's your website first. Right. And then it's Hamlet Isn't Dead. Oh. Which I think is really funny. And then LinkedIn, is that you? Oh yeah. And then 
Athletic.net? Is that you? Absolutely. The Minnesota not. Track and Field Mm-mm. bio. That's a different Madeline. No, no, Egan. no. Um, but then it's Is it her campus? Just what is Scientology from oh the Philadelphia God. Inquirer? Oh my God, that is me. What is that? Did you do a play about Scientology? Uh-huh. When I was a <gasps> child, this is my one foray into child acting a in Philadelphia. Very Mary unauthorized, unauthorized children's Scientology pageant. There's a YouTube video as well. Oh. It's a musical, and it's basically a Scientology Christmas pageant that is parodying Scientology. Mm-hmm. Um, wait, uh, which one is it? This one, right? Yep. Are you in this? Am I going to get am. to see you? Yeah, no, you'll have to guess which one is me. I have a costume piece that differentiates me. <laughs> oh, my God. It's all children. It's all. Ki- it was all kids. Wow. And it was this, like, rock and roll... Oh, was that you? Yeah, it was. How cute. <laughs> what, a, what, what a cute little angel. Yeah, I was. I had wings and a halo. Why are you an angel? Because I was like Scientologists don't believe in angels. Oh. I guess not. Um, that's fun. That's, that's silly. so crazy. Well, you're popular. <laughs> um, okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> Blast from the past. Well, I that's, haven't looked at that in a very that long That still time. comes up when you mm. Google you. So Great to know. It's for you to know. And us to find out. Mm-hmm. Um, what about hmm, Madeline? Are you sure you're not an optimist? You feel like a very positive person. I guess I am an optimist. I think I think I think a lot. You I'm think very, a lot. Yeah, I'm like a very heady person, and I um, can be super realist in a negative way but i i think i have like an inherent optimist spin that i put on things i don't know i guess i see myself as a realist because i hear the things that i say in my head but Mm. i do think that i am an optimist mainly in the way that i interact with the world Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What make what what make you sad? A lot of things. Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of stuff. A lot of deep stuff. Um, I yeah, lots of things. <laughs> um. Oh. Okay. Well. Yeah. What's next? I. This is the part I was telling you about earlier where my editor was like, you're so good because you just keep the conversation rolling and now I don't know what to talk about. I thought of something that I wanted to say. Say it. Okay. Did you say that in an accent or did you say it in your normal voice? That was my normal voice. Okay. I wasn't sure. It had like a lilt to it. Say it. Say it. (laughs) Say it. Say it to me. Um, Madeline (laughs) Ignatius. Say what you want to say. This is my normal voice. I don't know what you're talking about. Right. Oh, no. So there we are. I'm your long... Maybe I'm your great-grandfather. Oh you are the original you. <gasps> Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> and if it was I were discovered the, the right here. the time-traveling uh, uh, great-grandfather, Egan? Yeah. All right. Well, so the crazy... Th- well, anyway, that's for another time. Wait, no. Say that no, and then say the thing The, the crazy thing about that is that, like, now we have... Um, ancestry DNA Mm -hmm, like all mm -hmm, of that good mm -hmm. stuff and I've done it and some people in the family have done it basically though there's no like there isn't conclusive (gasps) 
evidence. We've looked at my mom and her siblings. Oh, that was a fun sound. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Um, We've looked at them just, what's the word that I'm looking for? Uh, Paternally. It starts with a PH and it's like how you look to suppose. Phrenology. Genetics. Um, Oh, I took advanced biology in high school. Uh oh. I forget. Basically, you've looked at them and they look like they could have some Italian or Uh some Eastern European or some. Like, my mom has been in Fiddler on the Roof a lot of times. She's an actress um, and is completely Irish Catholic. What's your, what's your ethnicity, Fiddler? <laughs> my ethnicity is Golda one toddle two times. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so it's just kind of like a fun mystery. We don't know if there's, if there's like something else entirely that's not Irish at all. Because it's from the future. Yeah, and it's you. It's me. The whole time? I haven't done it yet. I haven't gone back yet. Oh, my God. Okay, what Um, was the thing that you realized you wanted to say? The story was, it was the thing that I thought of when this podcast reached out to me via email. Um, And because it's a podcast about success, the biggest kind of epiphany I've had about success in the past year wasn't because of anything that I did. It was um, someone who I worked for and was observing Mm-hmm. So I uh, worked as a personal assistant um, for an actor who shall remain nameless on Great. the air, um, but I can tell you later. But it rhymes with it rhymes Shmam with Schmackwell. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> no. We wish. But I, yeah, that would have been really cool. Was but it a theater actor? It was okay. A theater, TV, film, cool. the whole gamut. Oh well. Um, yeah. Do tell me after. I will. Um, and I really enjoyed working for them and did a good job and we had a good relationship and they're a really good person. Um, but I experienced firsthand that someone with checking all of the material success boxes Mm -hmm. that I could ever imagine, um, my, yep, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking through awards in my head. Checking all of those boxes, but still being a person who's um, delighted by seeing their kids dance recital or stressed about moving Mm -hmm. or like upset about the cable not working. Like seeing someone who has so much on paper and career wise, all of the things that some I'm sometimes I when I forget myself or like my peers or people I talk to are like, my life would be amazing if I had this. Sure. Um, someone who has all of those things and more, you know, in a, a beautiful apartment and this incredible life, still being a person mm-hmm. who, if they are unhappy as a person, they're unhappy as a person and those successes don't matter. And if they're happy, then they're happy and those successes don't affect it. And someone who, just lives like the rest of us, even though you can walk into the specific room and see the Tony and the Golden Globe and all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, seeing that it didn't fix everything and it also wasn't the reason why things were good when they were good mm. was really eye opening for me. So how's your how's your how's your that? I'm really curious about that because it's such a new avenue of of this podcast. It's sure. Like, how's how is How's Madeline's relationship to Madeline? Yeah. Well, sometimes she gets in fights. With yourself? Um, yeah. No, I, so I. Or with others. You're no, with, out there with myself. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm picketing myself. Actor by day, fight club by night. Yeah, I uh, am working on it. I I have been learning lessons lately about basically being nicer to myself mm. and we just talked about that in the rehearsal. Fuck out. Really? Yeah, that I Last, said that when I missed it, you can be nicer to Cressida. Your Cressida <gasps> yes. was very mean to herself. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's something that I'm dealing with cool. right now, which is cool. Talk about it. Yeah. Um, I think, and I thought this in rehearsal when you said that to me, um, I felt that, um, please everyone go see Troilus and Cressida presented by Hamlet Isn't Dead this September. But I was, <laughs> <laughs> um, I was muscling through the text and like mm. muscling through her and uh, like being like, I'm going to figure out what makes her work and what makes her strong and what makes her sensitive and all of this um and i was being really hard on her yeah and because i was being hard on this character i was being hard on myself yes um and i do that in real life too all Mm. the time i'm so hard on myself um and things that have helped that are a journey with therapy and medication and all of that good stuff. Um, but even beyond any predisposal to mental illness that may contribute to that for me. Um, it's also just the way I treat myself. And I think that being an artistic type, there's this pressure of nothing's ever going to happen for you or you're not going to do this thing that you want to do, even if it's with your friends or with yourself. Mm. Like you got to make it happen and you got to hustle and you got to do this. And I think that some part of that is true, but I think that I have for too long approached it from a place of like, give me exactly or not even give me, but like you got to figure it out, Madeline, as opposed to just, chilling and giving myself a little shoulder rub and being nicer to myself. And I think when I'm nicer to myself, I'm nicer to everyone else. And my work is better that I do. And it affects everything, but it's, it's been hard to let go of that. Like just, I have a bucket list Mm -hmm. uh, and on on my bucket list is having something named after me. Mm -hmm. I've always wanted like Mm -hmm. a building or a, a, event mm-hmm. um and someone named a cookie after me get out for my uh wedding shower that oh. we did and what I was kind like, of cookie it's uh peanut butter with m&ms and sprinkles nice and maybe something else um and and i think that was an interesting example of that of like not that specifically but there are a lot of things on my list that i'm like gotta do this thing and mm-hmm. then sometimes the thing just happens and you're like oh Huh. That thing happened. That's yeah. nice. Like I wasn't even thinking about that. I hadn't thought about that part of the bucket list in a long time, and mm-hmm. then it 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 happened. What are you beeping about, computer? Hey. Don't. I'm I'm talking to Madeline. Hey. Hey. Would you, hey. Would hey. You shush. Oh my god. I'm getting emails. I'm getting notifications hey. from Goodreads. Well, you reading uh, any good books lately? Me. Yeah. Uh, I've been trying to become a subway reader. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love a good subway read. And I have found. I've like tried a bunch of different kinds of books on the subway and I need either a novel that makes me miss my stop or <laughs> a uh uh like book of essays written by someone who makes me laugh out loud on the subway. Those are good options. 
Um, the last one I finished on the subway was written by two co-hosts of a podcast called My Favorite Murder, and it's their book. Wow. Which is called Stay Sexy, Don't Get Murdered. I should write a book. Okay. About success. Do it. Called. David. I don't know. That's what it's called. Yep. <laughs> oh my God. Called. I, I don't know what's going on. I don't on. know. I don't and know. it's spelled like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I so that when you pick it up, you're like, I don't know what these words are. And then you have to. I guess uh, I got to read it. I guess I got to read this book about success mm-hmm. and the whole thing. Have you seen that? Uh, there's that book that's like, uh, How I Made $10,000 uh, Writing a Book. And it's the, it's the one copy of the book is available for $10,000. <laughs> <laughs> that's the kind of book I would write. I would oh write my book God. That's, that's called like. Don't buy this book. It's just me going on tangents, and then it would just be that. Nice. <laughs> then everyone knows what they're getting themselves. You into. would think you love that dress. I love this. It's got dress. pockets. It's got pockets. It's very comfortable. The pattern. I think it looks like me. It looks like it's it's dots. Yeah, but they're flowers if you look closely. Oh, okay. Oh, is that you? Is that one? Is that yes. the essence of Madeline? Dots, yeah, it looks but like polka dots, but it's flowers if you look closely. <laughs> Um, so we did, I think, wait, I think we did them all. Shoot. I think we did professional and personal Uh and interpersonal. Yeah. Can we talk? Yeah. hmm, Here's, here's the part of the podcast where I go. I want to talk about this. And Mm -hmm. if you want to talk about it, we can. And if not, I can cut this part out. Mm -hmm. Um, can we talk about the therapy and medication and the yes. uh, mental stuff. Yeah. Um, cause we talked about briefly before mm-hmm. I just, I just went to therapy this morning, so I'm mm-hmm. feeling nice and ooh, nice and juicy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have been, I've been in therapy in New York for maybe a little over a year and, uh, did therapy in college and my dad is bipolar mm-hmm. and I was on medication for a little bit in New York. Um, but I have a very, complicated relationship to medication i guess and that's the part that sort of jumped out at me from that mm-hmm. what you were saying what, yeah. what's your what's your can you talk about that a little bit yeah so i um i'm not in therapy right now i should be we all should um, be. yeah my god so i uh my insurance just changed and so i was looking for one last night nice. on the internet <laughs> um, but uh i have been going to therapy on and off since I was like nine because my parents got divorced. Um, and so I I became very familiar with parents being divorced therapy. Man, and I should have done that. My parents got divorced when I was four. Nobody offered oh therapy God. to me. Um, and I never went to therapy. You went to therapy specifically because of the divorce. Yeah, I went to like child therapy where they give you toys and, <gasps> um, and you talk about it. you draw? It. I remember playing with like things and being like, this is stupid. And then just talking. <laughs> But I feel like drawing would be good for me. Um, and then as I got older, it became like me working through like remnants of that mm-hmm. therapy. And then when I was in college, I had a period at the end of my sophomore year where I was feeling horrible and mm-hmm. I just couldn't comprehend what was happening to me um, and w- was basically I was really depressed and it had never happened to me like that before. Um, and I let it get, not let it, but it got very bad. And cause I didn't, I had no tools to deal with it. Um, and eventually I did a little Google search and took a quiz and was like, Oh my God is, Oh, maybe something's happening with me. Um, then I went to counseling at school and they were like, I think you're really depressed. And I was like, 
okay. And it, it felt really good to have someone say that to me. Yeah. Um, and then I got home and I was in Philadelphia um, with my family that summer and they took amazing care of me. And that was where my journey through going to therapy for myself mm. started, which was huge. Um, and then that summer was when I started exploring medication as an option for me. Mm -hmm. um, and so right now I'm on the dosage of one um, SSRI for depression and anxiety, which also my experience with those two things since the sophomore year in college has kind of alternated. Like sometimes I live in anxiety land and sometimes it's more depressionville, <laughs> but uh, it goes between the two. Um, and so I'm on the same medication that I was on since then. It's a, a pretty low, do it works for me basically. Mm -hmm. But I also have had interesting experiences with medication because I was once prescribed an additional um, medication, basically a psychiatrist was like, uh, you can up your dosage. And I was like, I don't know. And they were like, take this other one instead. And I had an insane adverse reaction to it. And it made me emotionally feel crazy. Yeah. Mm. Um, and that was interesting because it, it validated my experience of having my emotions and my guts and my heart be all mixed up with my brain chemistry yeah. like it proved like oh my god it's chemicals in my brain and oh i keep bumping this thing. that's okay it's worth um, it and these pills that i'm taking affect that but so that's basically my journey since then uh i've stayed on the same dosage and um gone in and out of seeing a therapist and uh fun fact i don't think you'd mind me saying this now my little brother's on the same pill interesting um and with similar treatment and um for similar things and i don't know if it runs in a family but neither of my parents have ever experienced anything like that mm. so they're like discovering it through the two of us it's also yeah it's also like it's it's a now thing yeah i talk to my therapist a lot about how the problems of now are like how could any therapist ever have it, have it, like be anticipating anything oh my God. or just like yeah you know think about therapists and like from basically 1990 to before going like i'm really sad and i can't uh, i can't uh, i can't talk to the people that are close to me and mm -hmm. now it's like everyone's always talking to me <laughs> every day all the time and i'm super overwhelmed and there's also the thing of like i'm feeling really depressed why the polarized caps are Have melting and everything, <laughs> everything's fire. Everything is bad and sad <laughs> and nothing's getting better. And so what are you supposed to, if I were a therapist, I'd just be like, you know, right. true. You, I feel you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everything's fire is, yeah. is a good way to put it. Um, mm -hmm. Because that's both good and bad. Things being fire yeah. can be good, but also things being on fire. Good fire and bad And fire. bad fire. Everything's fire. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how to process this. And our therapists are like, hmm. it's a good point you make. Mm -hmm. That's uh, how, <laughs> how my therapist doesn't just go, you're right. Yeah. Every week yeah. is, a, is a miracle to me. Mm -hmm. It's also very different than I thought therapy was going to be. My therapist is very, uh, he's, he's, he's less now. but New York one? My New York one. Okay. Uh, he's very inactive. He very, like, he like I expected adult therapy, right? College therapy was one thing. Mm. But I expected adult therapy to be me to go, I think this and this and this. And a therapist to go, that's not true. You only mm. think that because of X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. um, 
And that has never happened. That has never once happened that my therapist has gone, what you're saying is invalid, right? And I'll go, so uh, here's a fun fact about me. Whenever I get an email, uh-huh. I always have to get someone else to check it first because I I read emails in the snottiest voice. We'll, we'll, you know, I run a theater company, so I'll send people emails that are like, hey, we don't have a slot for you. And we'll get emails back that are like, okay, great, thanks, uh, break a leg with the show. And I'll read it as like, okay, great, thanks, break, <laughs> break a, leg a leg with, with the, the show. show. Yeah. And other people will be like, no, what are you talking about? It's just mm-hmm. that. And so I'll like talk about that and expect my therapist to go, well, it's obviously not obviously not like that. They're, you know, they're they're just communicating and it's a breakdown in 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 form. But he'll go, what if they are doing that? <laughs> oh. And I'm like, that's not helping. <laughs> I talked to my therapist the other day about how my parents uh uh, uh are are really into uh supernatural stuff and uh-huh. use and and like talked about ghosts a lot when I was a kid. And I would be like, and so the end of it was like two three or four. Three weeks ago, I was like, Hunter, ghosts aren't real, right? And he was like, some people know ghosts and some people don't. And I was like, God <laughs> damn it. Hunter. That's not what you're supposed to say. You're supposed to say, no, of course ghosts aren't real. I'm I'm an intellectual like uh, function Look of at your, my degree. your brain. Uh, and he doesn't want to be that. He wants to be complete sounding board, mm-hmm. which is fine. And Do you find that helpful? Uh, to have to kind of listen to your own thoughts because someone just keeps bouncing them back at you? No, because I, like you, I'm also very heady and I will listen to my own thoughts all day long. What mm-hmm. I find, what I do find helpful is when he does like put it, like th- there's a difference between like me saying, I don't know if ghosts are real, if he had just been like, I don't know either. But what he said was some people know ghosts and some people don't. Mm-hmm. And that's like just sort of like Mr. Miyagi enough that I'm like, hmm, interesting. <laughs> but also just makes me go, my therapist should be saying ghosts aren't real. Yeah. <laughs> but what are you going to do? Yeah. Madeline, what are you going to not a rhetorical question. What are you going to What am I going to do <laughs> about ghosts? What are you going to do about ghosts? I think that ghosts are real. Oh, no, Madeline. I'm sorry. I do. I trust a lot of people who have seen ghosts. <sighs> All right. We'll talk about ghosts on the next episode okay. that I have you on because we got to start wrapping up. But I have okay. so many ghost stories. That you've seen? That I've experienced, but that I don't know if I'm experienced because now I'm an adult. And you don't think they're real? I don't. Ghosts aren't real. Ghosts can't be real. Yes, they are. Okay. No, they can't. Agree to disagree? No. We're going to have this out next time we have you on the podcast. The the, the whole next episode will just be about ghosts. Okay. Dress for the ghost cast you want. Ghosts you want to visit. Some people dress for ghosts. Some people don't dress for ghosts. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, I got to start wrapping up the podcast. Cool. So I'm going to say. Thank you for listening to Dress for the Podcast You Want. I'm David Andrew Laws. My co-host in Absentia has been Megan Greener, and my guest has been Madeline Egan Addis. Thanks for being on the podcast, Madeline. Thank you for having me. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, thank you to Dimly Wit, our podcast network, uh, for having us on the network. You can go to dimlywit.com to listen to other podcasts like this, as well as others like Bad Examples with Tracy DeMarco and Jessica Romano, uh, which is dope as hell. And then there's a bunch of others. But it's like that one and me, and like we're the best. But then there's others. Yeah, I'm starting a beef with the network. Oh my god, fight! Network fight, beef. Fight. <laughs> um, check us out on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. Thank you to Laura St. Pierre, Patrick Marin, and Dr. Michelle East for uh, being my lovely, lovely Patreon donors. I want to have a nice, cozy afternoon solving a puzzle with my Patreon donors. Aww. That's what I want. Nice. Wouldn't that be like a rain outside? Yeah. Hot There's cocoa. like a quilt. Ugh. 
one big quilt. Mm-hmm. Let's all do a puzzle under a quilt until it gets too hot and we don't have <laughs> enough oxygen. <laughs> it's probably dark. <laughs> uh, um, that's it. That's all the things. Oh, no, shit. I did a, oops, oops. I did a bad. We did the outro, but I didn't ask you, do you have any advice? And here's what I have to say. So I usually ask, do you think you're a successful person at the beginning? And I th- ask about advice at the end. Mm-hmm. And then I don't have a tagline yet for the podcast. Uh-huh. Um, so if you can think of advice that would also be a good tagline, now would be a great time to come up with that. Um, I think it would be do your best to listen to your heart and that will help you listen to yourself and then to people and then to the success that you want to have in your life. Good. It reminds me of the Tarzan soundtrack and anything that does that is good for me. Yep. So... Uh, uh, thank you, Phil Collins. Thank you. Thank you, Madeline. Thank you, Tarzan. Hosted on dimlywit.com.